Hurts Classic 2016 Uh, first of all, I'm a New York nigga New kicks, new chicks, and new fitty You could put me anywhere, I'ma kick it 125th G depth, let's get it I hate when niggas say you make real hip-hop I will still fuck your bitch in Gucci flip-flops The problem is if I say anything intelligent You call it conscious like it's somehow not relevant I agree that this ain't really for KOD But say la vie out the bows in the SUV On my way to the black Oscars The late Oscar Grant is getting on Somebody tell Ryan Coogler he's a monster And Magic and Jordan will be the sponsors The great Quincy Jones will pick the artist For the Robert Glasper Ensemble Oh look it's the LeBron sipping on our mom With the Simmons and the Carters and Obamas Alright let me not get your hopes up The joke's up Got you niggas nervous like the ropes up The ropes up Alright welcome to the Misfits of Comedy Podcast It is your boy C.A. Travels in the house I have my guest Mr. Nathan Lowe Hi everybody Hi everybody How are you today? <laughs> Nathan where you from man? Uh, I'm from here I'm really freshly back here I grew up in Ackworth but I went off, I went out, I went out among the world, and now I'm back temporarily, but happy, happy, happy to be Okay, here. where did you go? Where did, where did you go out to I was in the world? in California for seven years. How was that? Uh, it was good, man. I mean, it was a lot, a lot of astrology. Astrology? You, got, of, you, got, you joined Scientology while you were sh- out there? I do. I, I showed up. I showed up. They didn't want me. I showed up, and they said, you too Cruise cheesy. Tom Cruise didn't want you with those Tom curls? Tom Cruise said I was too cheesy, man. I don't oh. know what the deal was. Oh, okay. No, actually, they actually have an open mic at the Scientology Center. Do you know that? Yeah, fuck no. Once a go. month. Once a month in L.A., they have a Scientology That's open mic. It's catered. There's food. There's beverages. Oh, they're going to laugh your way into taking you into their religion. Oh, just creepy smiles, like convincing open micers. Like, that was a really good bit. That was really good. <laughs> wow, you should you should have a, you have a future. You want to come tell your secrets in this dark room? <laughs> I you want to go in the main room? <laughs> Come <laughs> back, please. Tom Cruise said he loves your work. <laughs> <laughs> he talked to me back there. He's wearing a chain like... Uh, dude, what was that? You see him on that uh, speech and he had that Flava Flav chain on? He did. <laughs> There's a picture of it. I don't know. Can we pull stuff up? I don't know. <laughs> He's given a speech and he has a medallion the size of a dinner plate. Nice. On there, yeah. I believe it. I went one time, and then they were they were too nice to me. I left. I don't that like that. That was it. You scared the shot of you? I get scared when people are too nice to me. I don't <laughs> We won't be too nice to you. How about Good, we? We'll I'm make you feel comfortable. Ufasa wanted to let you know you're funny as hell. You Thanks, you're Ufasa. I'm sorry you got thrown off that mountain, man. <laughs> it's my bad, bro. <laughs> He's another comedian out here, man. Oh, yeah. nice. Wait, <laughs> did I meet Mufasa? He said he saw you at Uptown one Saturday. He might have. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've been doing a lot of weird stuff since I've been here, man. Have been, you? Yeah, yeah. There's like some cool spots, and that's how I saw you. I in saw you in Douglasville. I was about to say I saw you in Douglasville at Allure, and you did a good job, man. You did a good job using all black room, and that room, they're, they're notorious known for not really listening. Oh, I got them to listen. You I did. Got, you I'm, had to held their attention because they will hookah on your ass, drink, talk, play on their phone. Uh, you will have to grab the attention. There's a lot of other spots out here. A lot of places that are land. You gotta really grab the attention from the, from the get go. What's the did. girl's name and the guys in the run that? What's that? What's um, their names? 
gonna give me line. She's gonna kill me because I talk to her all the time. Very tall, nice. tall young lady. Very, very yeah, nice. Yeah, she's beautiful. Angie. Angie, yeah. yeah Angie dope. and she just uh, got injured too. I was just I was just texting. What how she hurt herself? I think playing baseball or some sophomore. <laughs> I'm sorry you're hurt, but that's a funny way to hurt yourself yeah, is baseball. Down, so it's like the most I'm relaxed sorry. professional sport. I'm sorry, though. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm not. I'm not She's sliding into first. Right. <laughs> no, I, I've enjoyed it. I've been doing some weird stuff in bars where there's like as many audience members as teeth. Right. But I got to do Punchline was great. Laughing Skull had some shows there. Uh, or just their, like, their mic thing or whatever. And four minutes I don't like. No, nah, I don't I'm like I'm not a fan it. of that shit. I stopped doing I did a bunch of them. And they're like, I don't want to drive all the way and fight traffic to park. Mm. Yeah. I like the, and a half fucking minutes. I like the Punchline, though. Why are y'all connecting your comedy clubs to other things? It's like, that's, this that's is a comedy club them. and a diner. That's how you get them. It was cool, though. I had a nice steak. I need to go to the punch. It's been a minute since I've punch, been doing punch. I used to have it when you had the email, but now they just walk up there and do the bucket. You did a bucket or they just... No, my buddy, Jeff Dye, he's an fa- actually famous comedian. He nice. was in town for a month filming a show, and he said, just come on in. Come on. Nice. I got you on my list. Nice. So I got to jump over some things. Nice. Yeah, punchline's a nice setup, though. Yeah. But Absolutely. I'm hoping to get stuff out in Chattanooga, and now that I'm here, I've been in California for so long. And now I'm here, I'm like, all right, I'm actually going to do the road. So I'm going to hit, you know, Nashville, Chattanooga, going to go down to Birmingham. That's the South, yeah. You can drive to a lot of locations yeah. and hit some stuff. For people that want to see comedy. Absolutely. Because in L.A., it's like, oh, this is great, but there's six other bands playing tonight, and we don't know where to it's go. It's a lot of comedy. It's saturated, just like New York. I'm from New York. It's a lot of co- comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the same way out here. So how do you think the L.A. scene compares to Atlanta comedy? So there's a difference. The difference is that... Here you can get paid. In you know, LA, everything is like you're paying. You're getting paid in exposure. Mm. And there's so much comedy. There's so much stuff going. They're like, well, you really just you're you should be happy to be on stage. And then even at a big club, you can't even really get a film because you're not a headliner. Mm. So I figured I'm gonna come out here and get some headliner chops. Go around, find some rooms where I can do long sets and have fun with audiences. Okay. And do more. They, there's more in LA, but there's also way more distractions. Gotcha. There's a bunch of comics going, we got to go to this guy's place. He's going to help us out. And it's just a 60-year-old guy doing blow, like just off a table going, these are the times of our lives, man. And you're just like, our lives? You're 65 years old. Talking to me like we're, we're brethren. Right. right. Your life is almost over, sir. <laughs> He's like, isn't it weird? Just a couple of young guys like us. <laughs> I'm like, young, bro, what? You're, you're knocking on Jesus' door. It scared me. I'm, I like, there's aspects of it i like the women here better nice can't, i like can't beat that it's you know they're just they're good people <laughs> and i'm pretty positive most of them don't got OnlyFans pages i like in mm-hmm. la you meet a girl at a bookstore and she's got an only fans page <laughs> doesn't make any sense it's gross it's crazy uh, i mean not if you have that if you have that uh send the link send the link yes we do not only fan shame here. We do not only fan shame unless we're dating and you ask me to subscribe. I think that's yeah. a little tacky. Right. <laughs> you should get a free subscription. Exactly. Free subscription. Just text me. Right. Text me. Um, so, as far as, you know, rooms, you know, African-American rooms, mainstream white rooms, whatever. Do you feel like you got to change your material up? Do you feel you change, you, you read the audience, you change up? How do you, how do you go with that? I feel like funny's funny. I think a black room will let you know. We will. 
let you know if a joke doesn't work. A uh, wide audience will be like, well, where is he going with this? And they'll let you read from your diary or whatever. Like I did, I started in San Francisco, and that's very much a read from your diary kind of mm. crowd. It's like, wow, that was really funny, but where was your growth from the beginning of your set <laughs> to the end of your set? What did I learn about you? And then I come down to Atlanta, you have a bad joke, and I was like, fuck off the stage! Right. <laughs> Boom! You got, well, you just adjust quickly. It's like it's like dating a black woman. It's right. like a white girl, when you start dating, she's like, I, I love that band too. <laughs> really? You did Dodgers? That's my favorite team. <laughs> black girl will call you gay. <laughs> He's like, right. you like video games? That's gay. And she'll suck your teeth at you. <laughs> Fuck boy. All right. Or the worst, the kiss of death with the black girl is just the, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. It'll light you up inside. You tell her something you're passionate about, and she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, she caught a little. See, how's your little thing going? I'm like, oh, bitch, don't diminish it. Oh, it's not going little, anymore. Your little comedy thing going. about to get a sales job. <laughs> How's your little Uber job going? But that's the difference. It's like you want, especially if you're young in your comedy career, you want feedback. Absolutely. You want to get feedback as often as possible. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I started in 2018. Okay. You got yeah. me doing that for five years? Five years, yeah. Oh, okay. But I was lucky because where I was in San Francisco, you can get anywhere in that city in 20 minutes. Mm. So my whole first two years, I was hitting five a night. Like, like good night six, bad night three. Wow. And okay. it was every, we had a cool crew of uh, comics. We'd all load up in a van and just hit like hit four spots in a night. That's dope. And the comics who are running shows, they know everybody else is running shows too. So they'll go, all right, we're going to start this show at seven. We're going to start this show at eight. Mm, we're start this show at nine. That okay. way everybody can hit rooms. It was a cool scene. It was a really cool scene. And then the pandemic happened. Everyone lost their fucking mind. Right. You did, you did some of that uh, online shit? I did a lot of those. I'm straight, dude. I'm not. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I hated those. No, I, I did just to keep the creativity going because it was too long. I was doing weird stuff. When the pandemics dropped, I was doing desert rave shows for hippies. Mm. I was going, I was doing shows in between like metal bands in a warehouse. Like I got out wow. in it. I put on my, 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 you know, <laughs> hazmat suit and I got out in there. Wow. Okay, all right. It was actually, that's what got me a lot through the pandemic when I was in L.A. was I just, rich people were throwing house parties anyway. So they just invite me up, you get a nice check, or just they give you cash, or they offer you blow. I'm uh, sure blow was always part of the deal. It was like, well, I mean, there was, it was an offer, whether or not I took it. <laughs> right. I'd much prefer money. Right. But they just go, well, just show up to our house party and stand in the middle of our living room and make fun of our plastic surgery for half an hour. <laughs> And then you get paid. You just walk in, make fun of them, and they're like, (laughs) I am evil. (laughs) Their face is tight as fuck. Yeah, no, you can't really tell if they're laughing or not. And the girls match in a different way. Like, they got the same face. And titties. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ah! A girl get mad if she's wearing the same outfit at a a function. (laughs) But then a girl, you see a girl bought the same face. Right. Are you really mad? <laughs> Bitch, I'm going to slice her fucking face. Is that doctor? Is that doctor? Right. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm happy to be here, though. I like being... I miss the South. I miss aspects of it. I miss being able to have a day and work and get stuff done. I was getting pulled in all kinds of different directions over there. And, like, my family's here, so I'm happy to be back near my family for a while. Where I figure out where I'm going next. I might stay here. I might go to Nashville. I might go to Austin. Everyone says Austin's great. I heard that. Uh, but also, Austin's saturated, man. Is it? 
I mean, people are saying, like, uh, Joe Rogan's new spot, the mothership, is most amazing. Everyone says it looks amazing. And they say, well, we have two open mics a week and opportunities for people. And then I hear from guys who've been there saying, there's 200 people in that line. Of course. They for that open mic. They want to say, I, be, I did a spot. And that, But now it's like, yeah, a guy who's been doing it for three months and he has a TikTok that went viral because he said a word in Chinese mm -hmm. and that, like, ticked the algorithm or something. And now that line's full. I'd much rather go do shows where people want to see comedy and build it up, and then when you get to a place like that, you actually you have a little more credential. Right. So, doing comedy out here, <coughs> um, it has its moments where it can be kind of clickish at times. I've noticed. Um, and uh, you have a lot of rooms where there can be more comedians than audience members. How do you feel about that? Do you still perform, or do you... Uh, if it's, if I could do a show and it's all comics, I'm going to pull out my foul stuff. Yeah. I, I'm going to see, it's like, if I can make that guy blush, that neck bearded dude in the back. Okay. Who's just talking about maybe killing or touching kids. If I can make him giggle. Right. I think, uh, I, maybe I chop that up as a win. I'm not going to go out and do a tight yeah, five. Right, right, exactly. I'm not going to do a tight 10, even for like, but I want to, I'm going to go to the stuff where I'm like, I would be a little weirded out doing this in a bigger room because it's maybe a little bit on the edge of your side. But no time on stage is wasted, I don't think. Like, people who go, oh, well, the room sucks. I hate here. that. I don't know what they're doing in California, but they they have been known for folks still in the tour. I'm sure they do it in California too, but. Good luck stealing my stuff. I'm tacky. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> Still my material. People will know. They'll be like, that joke sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how do you feel as, um, as far as a comedian? Is there any topics you stay away from? Anything that you feel that may be too offensive? Then I ain't going to do that. I mean, I might get. I have a real Republican bone structure. <laughs> like, I, got, I got cop face real bad. Uh, so me touching on race stuff, I don't really do it a lot. Okay. Uh, there's something like we were just talking about black women and stuff like that. Like that's easily accessible across right. the board. Right. Like politics. I just think it's boring. I think politics stuff is boring. Like, yeah, Biden's dead. We get that. Like he's a, he's a walking corpse. <laughs> that's great. And like if you can do a spot on impression, congratulations, you're dead on stage. Like, right, <laughs> and Trump stuff's played out. I'm like, Absolutely. I just it bores me. I don't really like it. I don't like doing it. I talk mostly about relationships. I talk about a lot of the stuff that men and women have different from each other, mm -hmm. which I guess could be considered controversial now. Right, it depends on where you fall on the whole on all that stuff. Right, but honestly, like I would do trans material in a, in a gay club in San Francisco, and that's how I knew that joke worked. Mm. It was like if I could write a joke that will make the people that that joke is about laugh it earnestly, that's where I think we're all equal. Absolutely. If I can make jokes about something with you and you not feel overly sensitized by it, that means that I won. Right. And if I make a joke and you go, well, that really offended <coughs> me, A, I'm not sure we're going to be like friends. Right. Like, well, I'll nod my head at the comedy club, but if a comedian's like, said something really insensitive to me. I'm like, I thought we were comedians. Right. You of all people should know. And like, I'm smiling the whole time. I don't think I've ever said a malicious word to somebody. Right. But I'll make some jokes about stuff. There's, uh, I don't have any material about pets. I'm not a big pet lover. I don't know. Well, I, I love, I love animals, but I'm like, yeah, dogs are funny. 
Yeah, I think I need to start going because I'm really not a big pet lover. I might, you just made me open up to something. I might go start fucking. Dude, we're going to write some pet jokes tonight, man. Yeah. We're going to hang out after this. Yeah. We're going to write some mean really chihuahua material, bro. Pet lover. I think I, I did one ever. I think a lady side-eyed it, and I was like, I ain't going to do it again. But fuck <laughs> it. That was years ago. I'm going to go back to that shit. Dude, you want to hear a, a bomb story? Well, like a, I was bomb action story? anyway. Dude, when I was about a year into stand-up, and I was doing some shows in San Francisco, and I was seeding a bunch of these weird shows around SF. So I was having some good success. And I came back here, back home, for Thanksgiving. I was literally probably nine months, maybe ten months into stand-up, and I thought I was dope. Like, you know how you get that first yeah, year yeah, where you're yeah. like, man, I'm amazing. Easy, right. You nah. get false, false intentions. Oh, yeah. And you're, I'm already laughing over all of my own jokes right, anyway. So right. I'm like, the crowd loves it. I'm right. just hearing myself laugh. And uh, I like to think I fixed that now, but I was about a year in, and I came here, and I got a gig at Oak Comedy Lounge. Remember Oak? Mm-hmm. So Oak was a cool spot. If you, if Absolutely. anyone here doesn't know what it was, it was basically a nightclub. Like, it was filled out. There was velvet rope. There was a big TV Oak behind is, the Oak bar deal, that yeah. had the comedian projected yep. on the screen. Yep. There were VIP rooms in the back with TVs. Yep. And I got there 15 minutes early because I'm... I'm I'm me. Right. And I got there, an empty club, but I'm thinking, no, no, this is terrible. And I get there, and it's just a nice, like, middle-aged black lady sitting there, and she goes, oh, sugar, don't worry. Just go sit down by the thing. And I felt warm when a black lady calls me honey or sugar. It's like a blanket. It right. just feels nice. It does. Absolutely. And I went over there, and the booker comes up to me, and he goes, you're the California guy, right? I said, yeah. He goes, I don't know if we have room for you, but, like, just hang out here, get a drink. And then the cl- the place fills up, hundreds of people. Absolutely. And my good friend Fatima Talia was there. It was the first time I met her that night. She was performing. And I see Tyler from Wild Night goes on stage. Tyler Chronicles. Tyler Chronicles. And he has the list on his phone. He's like, I got the list on my phone. And he made some joke about the text messages being green or something like that. And I go, all right, I'm not going up. Great. And then he brings me up. The, I, the two guys go on stage while the second guy's on stage. The booker comes over and goes, California guy, right? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, cool, you're next. I went, oh, no. And I said, what do I have left? Does he have five? He goes, that doesn't matter. You got five. Okay. I brought, they brought me up to California love. <coughs> nice. <laughs> I'm wearing like a pea coat that I didn't deserve to be wearing. And I went on stage and actually had a good set. They were making fun of this guy in the front row for the first two comics. I went up and said, uh, to be fair, I don't. I, I'm not gonna pick on you, but blue hoodie with a red hood, pick a fucking side. Right. right. And was like, oh, the white boys said pick a side. <laughs> and the show went very well. And then the booker comes up to me after and goes, "I'm booking you on a show tomorrow." And I'm thinking, oh, my ego's out of control. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm the best thing that's ever happened to this. Yeah, glasses. Huh? Yeah, glasses. Uh, I don't remember, man. Uh, he was a, he was about this tall, about that wide. Oh, okay, that may not be the I was about to say uh, Maurice Sims, but go ahead. Uh, but he said, I got you on a show tomorrow night. And he brings me on, and I, I'm so excited, I tell my sister about it. And my sister's little white friend, too. And I go, you guys got to come to the show. And we show up in another room. I'm the only white person. This time, they're serving dinner. <laughs> and I'm seeing the room is full again. He goes, you're going first. I said, you're putting me first? Oh, yeah. Which is mean to do to the only white guy in the audience. Oh, like, yeah. And he brought me up to something really cool. Like, he was a white guy. That's what he said? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was his intro for me. Here's a white guy. And I could hear, as I'm walking up, I could hear forks hitting plates. Right. I could hear the knife hitting the plate. 
and I get up on stage, and my sister and her friend are still at the door. And at this point, they don't want to come in. They're just kind of like, in case he's bombs, we can walk just outside. Lean in from the outside, and I swear to God, as I get on stage, I hear from the back of the room, someone very under their breath just goes, "The <laughs> I just tanked everything. My heart drops, and I was throwing every joke I thought I had at the wall. Just nothing. Nothing like worse than nothing. They they were being they were too busy eating their food to boo me, which was wild. And I got back in the car. Afterwards, he goes, "Great set, man." <laughs> I get in the car. My sister's in there. And we're driving back, and she looks at me, and in the sweetest voice, but it hurt more than anything I ever heard. She just goes, well, "You're good at a lot of stuff." <laughs> This was your night. This was You're good at so many things. <laughs> and it just, oh, just twisted my heart. But that happened because of a good night at Oak Lounge, and that was here in Atlanta. Worst bomb right here in Atlanta, baby. It happens. Definitely, Atlanta will let you know. <laughs> What's your best moment on stage? What's that right there? Why is it doing that? See, my best moment on stage, about... Two years into stand-up, I met Jeff Dye, and this guy, he's a great, amazing comedian. Uh, I met him, I was hosting a show at El Cid out in Los Angeles, and he saw me hosting, he, we had a buddy in common, he invites me over, we start hanging out, and then we start doing some stuff together, and then he invites me to go with him to perform at the House of Blues in Vegas. Okay. So I'm probably two and a half years into stand-up, and I go on stage, and i have done, at that point, maybe 20 minutes. It was probably my best set. And uh, Jeff, another really talented comic named Randy Valerio, is middling. And then uh, Jeff does an insane amount of time. Like when we were at the punchline the other day, he did an hour 30. And just of stuff I'd never heard before. And then he did another show, I heard a new 40. And I'm like, this guy's just, he's been doing it for like over 20 years. That's good. That's good shit. And so we get there, the House of Blues, and it's the VIP area. And this is during the pandemic. So everyone in that room was basically like a millionaire. And it's a lot of people, like more than I'd ever seen, kind of gathered together. And we're in the green room, and there's like Van Halen guitars on the wall and stuff like that. And they're bringing in high rollers to meet the comedians. I'm just like, I don't deserve to be here. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm opening. <coughs> I'm going to get maybe 10. And Jeff goes, oh, yeah, man, you're opening. Cool, yeah. Uh, you got 30. 30? Wow. As an opener? Wow. Well, because Jeff was doing 90. <laughs> so I don't, I'm thinking, all right, out the window, here's everything. And you know how sometimes you get on off stage after uh, after a show and you go, what did I miss? Like, what what you, jokes did I miss? Yeah, you always do. You'd be like, yeah. damn, I could have seen that. I missed the opportunity. I got off stage after that and went, no, nope, that was everything. <laughs> I did a clip on this bitch. <laughs> that was every single joke I had. And then Jeff brought me up the next night and I got, I think I got 38, 40. Like, I just got to keep going. And that's what gave me confidence to where it's like, all right, I can do these longer sets. I'm used to being I able think to... once you get to a point where you start doing 20, then the 30 ain't that free, ain't that hard. Because I remember like doing 15 was like, ugh, 15. Yeah. And then you get to 20, and as increments go up, you're like, then 30 ain't that yeah, bad. I can do like 30. Yeah. You, 40, like, 45. You think. And then I got 45. Stage. Yeah. 45, strong. But after that, is when I hear people hour, hour and a half, I'm like, but there's always comics especially like old guys guys have been 15 years in they'll go alright whatever a young comic tells me he's got I'm cutting that in half right and I have to respect that right. like, like, if, like if I say I got 45 and a, and a 
veteran tells me I got 20, I'm like, you're right. You're right, I have 20. But then a lot of times you get close to the end of that 20 and the audience is really feeling you and you could figure out how to use crowd work to get from one bit to, to another next, bit yep. instead of using crowd work as a punt like when someone like a joke doesn't work and a yeah. comic goes well who's from out of town fucking with the crowd yeah that's and the audience can pick up on that they can feel yeah, that he ain't got nothing else yeah but if you already know my next bit is about girls that like horses and I see a girl in the audience that's a horse like looking girl <laughs> You know, the, the, a lot of gums. They usually got a lot of gums. <laughs> horse like looking. You know what I mean? Like horse girls. Gum got, girl. Girl like watch a lot of Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see that, and you have an like an honest moment with right. the audience, and right. then you can bring that in. That's where you're. You're really. I feel like the cooking's a little bit different. You yep. can start to feel sets in a longer way. Yep. Out of body experience. Ten years from now, what do you want somebody to say about Nathan Lowe? From Best lay I ever had. I'm talking about a comic. Oh, really? yeah, me too. I'm trying to sleep my way to the middle. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 10 years. Yeah, I saw that. That's what you're thinking. Mean, yeah, if someone goes, yeah, I remember, like, because I'm not, it's, there's so much content now. Right. There's so, so much. Right. And if I could, if I could get to the point where people actively remember my jokes, if a comic tells yes. another one of my jokes, when they're coming up and they're just, the, you know how we just riff yeah, yeah, old yeah. bits to yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could get to that, that would be really positive for me. Yeah. My success is, do I have enough money for an accountant? Right. So I don't have to think about it. Right. And do I have enough money where I'm making my living 100% on doing shows and not feeling stressed about it? That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I don't have wild aspirations. Unless, unless Tom Cruise, I'll, I'll join Scientology. Let's do a movie. He's, man. he's, he's pitching, Tom. Tom, this Mission is, Impossible Three. Let's go. <laughs> this is the way to get him. Look at him locks. We got five minute pause together. Look at him curly locks. You need somebody else. He can stunt double for you. Do something. Y'all can a, a fucking bromance movie. I don't know something. Dude, bromance with that age gap. That'd be more of like an Epstein Island kind of thing. <laughs> I don't think I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird look. It's it's a buddy movie. He's seventy five. This right. guy's thirty. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna talk Sit about? Lap, Nathan. Whatever Just you want to talk time. about, man. What kind of toys do you like? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I asked every comedian this top five, dead or alive. You got to me in town, Atlanta. You got your last dollar. Who you paying to go see? Top five, dead or alive. My Rushmore. Are there My five Rushmore. people on Rushmore? Shit, that's a good question. I thought it was four. It's four, right? Yeah, it's four. My dad's gonna kill me. He's a yeah. big History History channel guy. guy. Yeah. Definitely gonna get kicked out of the family. But go ahead. Uh let's see. My best one, just based off of what we were talking about too, uh -huh. Patrice O'Neill I go back to all oh, the time. Man. So Elephant in the Room is it's, probably it's the a, best. That's my top five. Yeah, stand best of all time. Comedian. Like the, yeah. that special right there it's a is gorgeous. Yeah. Everything about it's gorgeous. Top to bottom. Um <laughs> I like, so when I think about longevity, like Brian Regan, he's in there. Okay. I, I think he's a little more accessible than Seinfeld. Like, we just like, he's a comics comic. He like, he is down for the hang. He likes that kind of stuff. Uh, it's hard to say this one because it's like, because it's in my heart, but Cosby. Okay. So a lot of people like, say Cosby. Well, it's. That was the first one I saw. It was the first special I saw, Bill Cosby himself. Yep. 
And then I think be so it got a little weird. Got a little weird finding stuff out, but you know, I still think he's in there. I mean, you can't take away his. I mean, you sure can. You sure like, can. You, you can't take away his artistry. You can separate the man and the shit he did from yeah. the artistry. Like he 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 was a comedian. Yeah, but so. um, top five dead or alive? Because it's like there's all these new guys that I love right now, right. and I wanted to just throw names. But then when you go back, Stephen Wright. Oh wow, Stephen Wright. I see Stephen Wright coming up because it's a different style than mine. So right. it's like I like kind of more long-form stuff, more talkative stuff, but just to see that dude do 90 minutes of straight one-liners and not sell it. Which is something I have to have him master. And he doesn't sell it. He doesn't sell anything. He's just like, I have a trophy wife. Yeah. She was in first place. Right. See, you see, get a lot every time. It's very dry, but it's no yeah, very one, a lot of one-liners, is, that's a lot to do. I'm not days. afraid of heights, but I'm scared of widths. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, wild stuff. You always get in trouble. You always get in trouble. And I'll just throw that out sometimes. Like, if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, I'll just throw that out and they'll go, <clears throat> I'm like, and it blows my mind. It's like a magic trick to me. Yeah. To just, honest, like, just get better. bare face say only words to somebody. Absolutely. Because a lot of my stuff, I have to be kind of out there and I'm like, I move around. You saw my stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a mover. I am too. Yeah. Like, mostly for nerves, but def- I think moving keeps the crowd a little bit more engaged. And uh, well, who are your five? My five? Yeah. Uh, you're still missing out one. All right, I'm going to think about it while you're telling me yours. Uh, definitely uh, Patrice, Dave, Chris, Martin, mm-hmm. Bernie. All right, that's a good list. I'm going to put CK in there since I'm already putting <laughs> comedians that have had problems in there. I like CK. Again, just a solid comedian before. Yeah. Shit. So, I mean, that wasn't even a big deal. Let me not say he's not. He's doing okay deal. now. Right. He's doing all right. Right. He's right. back in it. Right. All right. That's, that's a, a good, good list. list. I like the. I like your list. I like Stephen Wright. Let definitely. me ask a question real quick. Um, I usually don't ask, but I'm gonna ask. You know, me and me and Slick, we be watching comedy specials, or we be watching comics, <coughs> and we notice that <coughs> it takes some of them so long to get to the punchline. Do you all, both of this question is for both of you, because I just want to ask it. Do you all try to time the, the, the from the beginning to the end of the punchline? Because we be sitting there, and we like, Jesus Christ, when is it gonna get to the funny part? Like, I do. It takes it. Sometimes it feels like it's an hour, like thirty minutes, but it's actually maybe a minute or two. Well, I'm and still. And it just takes a long yeah. time to get to the punchline. Do you all time time the time you get to the point, like from the beginning to the end of the other of the joke? Do you time that? Like, say, I, I don't need to be over thirty seconds. I do. Well, I, for me, I, I'm still a young comic, and I, I get uncomfortable if there's a lot of that length. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be, at best, every five to seven seconds. But I don't remember who said it, but it stuck with me. They said it's like it's like blowing up a balloon, right? There can be a long pause, but that pause is getting bigger. And that's how big the laugh has to be yep. to make that pause The build-up has to be worth it. So if the juice isn't worth the squeeze, if that balloon isn't worth the pop, then that's time wasted. Now it's you're having to win the audience back for wasting their time. So when you tell them a joke and you tell them a story, like Dave Chappelle's a master at that, right? You tell a joke and it has that, it has to have a strong, super heavy punchline. If not, you're gonna have to riddle that joke with a lot of small bits, little punchlines leading up to it, mm-hmm. right? You can't just like. If you don't some place like the punchline, punchline, uh, laugh and skull place like that, you don't have the ability to do that type of shit. But 
There are comedians that they do have Netflix specials and stuff like that. They can get long-winded. But, again, <laughs> the build-up has to be worth it. Sometimes they're getting, not, that, getting that for the wrong reason. They're right. getting, they're getting, they want a diss. Right. And they don't want to laugh. They want, yeah. like, oh, you're right. That is something I've never thought about the police. And you're like, oh, okay. Was it worth that? Was it worth the diatribe getting up on the soapbox? I don't know. But some people, like, um, there's a formula, and a lot of people follow the formula thinking in a minute, and they'll say in a white crowd, you're supposed to get two to three laughs in a minute, in a black crowd, five to seven, right? That's the that's the form people are getting. So that's why you hear the, we are heavy on the, heavy on the punchlines because in our mind, we're not doing well until we hear continuous bomb, 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 bomb. Well, a lot of times the white crowds, they allow you to, to, like he said, develop a joke and they want to see where it go. I have a joke that I don't do really often in, in black rooms because it's offensive, right? They feel it's offensive, but I've done it in a mixed crowd, mostly white room, and they love it. There's a room about my wife at the time being pregnant and I hiring a hitman off of Craigslist to kill her. That room does not, does not do a good job in black woman room. <laughs> they don't want to hear that shit. How dare you? This is the closest thing to being deaf. And she got pregnant for you, you ungrateful bastard. Yeah. But I did that joke in a mixed crowd, mostly white crowd. Went to the bathroom. White dude came up to me at the stall and said. I killed three of my fucking wives. No, he said, he said I, I almost hired somebody to do the same thing. I said, dude, do what? <laughs> that that, that, that bitch you did about the hitman. I said, dude, what if I'm an undercover cop? What the fuck are you doing? You don't never admit that shit. All right, let's back that up. Hilarious idea for a movie. Undercover cop who is a comedian. <laughs> I was like, what just, the fuck? <laughs> just saying wild shit. I'm at the of my dick like, you don't ever admit no shit like that to nobody, especially the fucking urinal. Like, well, he's like, oh, my bad, and walked out. To that, like, a joke can have a punchline that you are already seeing a long way away. But that doesn't mean the stuff in the middle doesn't, can't be funny. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, if it's a story, you got to introduce characters to that yep. story. You're talking about weird yep. things. Like, you're trying to get... The best sets feel like a conversation between you and the audience. Absolutely. And the audience feels like you're having a conversation when there's inside jokes between right. us. Right. And we don't have the same friends in common, but I can describe someone to you so much that I can halfway mention them later and you're already laughing. Yeah. Because you're remembering right. what they're described as. It's like we have a friend in common. Right. And so there's ways to do those jokes, I think. I, there's ways, I think, to do those jokes where people are engaged. Right. And I think, like, sometimes if someone's doing a long joke and the audience is feeling like they are lost, that's on the comic. That is on the like, comic. Like, it's your job to make sure that they don't feel lost. To make that connection. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to some of these topics, my guy. All right, so let's see. There's a naked Florida man. Love Florida. We have great stories come out of it. Naked Florida man chases people around and cops around in a Chick-fil-A parking lot with his dick out and tells them they're gay if they look at his penis. So he's just chasing them around and say, hey. Sorry, Uncle Florence, you told me you weren't going to be on this episode. <laughs> That's my bad, dude. Yeah, uh, Florida so, has a lot of weird shit that comes out of it. I like the gay entrapment part of that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because Chick-fil-A doesn't like them. <laughs> That's how you get them on camera. Yeah. Yeah. They do support gay. Look at the dick <laughs> outside. Look at all these gays out <laughs> He likes that one extra spicy and crispy. Because you know that dude's got a crispy dick. <laughs> Running outside of a outside of, Yeah, you're naked outside. Something's crispy on you. I don't know, man. That's somebody that's... So it's Florida heat, too. That's burnt. Yeah, it's Florida heat. How long did it take to catch him? Is that part of it? Yeah, he said, well, how part of it, but... Did he say my pleasure? <laughs> Thank you for coming. 
Chicken. They always say my pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. Uh, they have to. They have to? It's I never knew that. Oh, dude, next time you're in the line, just keep saying thank you. Watch what happens. They say my pleasure. Oh, I've, held, I've held them for like three minutes one time. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <I'm laughs> like, it's 575. I'm like, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. They're like, my pleasure. I'm like, no, really. Thank you. And they're like, my pleasure. I'm like, <laughs> dude, seriously. All right, you stay there. I'm going to come to you, but thank you. Thank you. And they're like, my pleasure. <laughs> the tone changes. That's when you know I said my pleasure. My pleasure. I want to see if I can get one mad, but I haven't. They're like Mormons. It's crazy. Right. They're so well trained no matter where you are. Like, yo, you never have an off day? Dude, if you pop a flat in there, they will change that tire for you. And it's the teenagers, it's everybody. Like, how the fuck you get all of them to be in one accord? The Burger King ones. I'll tell you how. The McDonald's ones are like that. The cleansing blood of our Jesus Christ. That's what it is. I always say it's God's chicken. It is God's chicken. they're They're respectful, and guess what? God is to God, God is, is to thank for that. God is pleased. God is pleased. I like that story. Wait, he and he, he called the cops gay. <laughs> he called the cops gay for looking at. Dick. Exactly. Where would they put the cuffs? I, I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe you have a little one for him in that in that area. Hmm. Uh, Bird King has is facing all fast food long, related. No, <laughs> okay. I just I just want to go right back to another fast food one. Uh, Bird King must, is going to face a whopper of a lawsuit. Alleged burgers are too small. People are alleging the burgers are too small. A judge has ruled that Burger King must face a class action lawsuit accusing the chain of false advertising. And it joins the ranks of other restaurants that are uh, having issues like McDonald's and Taco Bell because of advertising of size. Imagine you're a judge <laughs> and you spent 15 years learning how to be a judge. And you're like, I'm going to be like Batman up here. I'm going to take care of crime. I'm going to do stuff, make the streets clean. And they're like... We need you on this burger case, John. The people versus burger case. <laughs> He's sitting there in his robes at home going, Damn it, they are small. <laughs> hey, uh, YW Sharice on Instagram says she worked at Chick-fil-A as a teen, and she still can't stop saying my pleasure. Really? <laughs> How old is she now? Uh, you don't ask a lady. How what was her name again? No, God, I love you, Sharice. Sharice, thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, no, my she, pleasure. <laughs> if she does, if she uses my pleasure, another person. That's how they know. Is this applicable to? Oh, other that'd things, be Charisse? nice though. You're in bed with a girl, and she goes, "My pleasure." Right. That's how I want to know. You busting up it. Oh, this is the best pussy ever. My, my pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> that'd be the best shit ever. Oh, wow, are you Asian? This right. is polite. This is, this is incredible. <laughs> I love it. I'd love to get him my pleasure. You my pleasure. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a rollover. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. You should see the size of the Whopper. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, so there's a sex therapist that claims she saved hundreds of marriages by sleeping with her clients. Her name is Olivia Bentley, and she's an intimacy educator and teaches couples how to spice up their sex lives by hosting one to three hours of sessions teaching them Saucy tips and tricks on even jumping into bed with one of them. Man, I can't even afford that Bentley. That's annoying. You know, you don't oh. think would you? Her name's Bentley, right? Right. Olivia Bentley. Bentley. Uh wait, read that last part again. That was interesting. So she jumps in, she you know, she teaches them how to, you know, have sex with each other and spice up tips. Give them spicy tips and they have one to three hours of a session they can do. I'd like to see the longevity on that. I'd like to see where that goes. No, like, most motherfuckers hanging 20 minutes. So I got 20 minutes. I got a full hour. No, I meant checking in with those families again in like three years. I see. Cause she's I, fine, too. That's, that's of right. course she's fine. There's no ugly, like if you had an ugly therapist, she's like, let me get in there. Right. Let me, let me suck <laughs> She talks like she'd been chewing cigarettes since she was 14. <laughs> she's like, ah, come on, the problem with your sex life. <laughs> 
You have no idea. Let me get in there. Let me get in. Right. Come on. Let me spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be two hundred dollars. <laughs> gotta have sex with a nasty girl right. and pay her for the hour. <laughs> How do you like that? I, I don't believe in it because, like, where I was in LA, it was just like a little bit of personal experience. Nice. In LA, all the polyamorous people that I met were miserable. Really. Miserable people. Polly is big out here. Too. Paul, is it big out here too? All right. I'm not saying they're jealous. I'm just saying they check their phone a lot. <laughs> a lot. Well, right. It's like, yeah, my girl, she's out there with somebody else right now. I don't care about it. I don't care about anything, man. I'm like, what's she? <laughs> Two minutes later, they're just out here like. <laughs> doesn't make sense, man. They're like, oh, this is my girlfriend, Sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to Burning Man without me. I'm like, okay, all right. You're getting cucked. You're getting cucked there, friend. <laughs> so, I don't know. If my therapist was like, I'll fuck her. All right. <laughs> I would be suspicious. I'd be I'd be a little stitious. If you if you pay her and you're yeah, if your you're wife is like. <sighs> what, if, what if it was great? And now what? Now you, uh, now and then you now, you're, now you're back at home later, right. and you're like, let's do it again. She's like, let's call Sunday. Right, right. <laughs> what okay. are you talking about? All right. Well, I guess. All okay. right. She is that hot. I don't know. She's hot. What do you think about that? What's your take? That's, that's, that's going to be hard. She motherfucker's good. Of course like, it's going to be hard. You're two women. You're going to be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Let's go to the sex therapist. We got to. We gotta bang this one back out. I'll be starting fights. Starting fights around the house, just knocking her shit off like a cat on the table. Doc, she doesn't want to have sex with me. So what? She's on her period. What do you suggest? Show it to me. I suggest you to just put your mouth guard in and go for it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What do you suggest? They're gonna gang up on you, though. Those girls are gonna gang up on you if your game's weak. Right. Because you don't want your wife talking to your therapist about your dick and then your therapist knowing that it's true. Right. That's the worst thing, right? Yeah. Like he, his, he can't last more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. I know that shit, girl. Wait, it's two and a half Hold minutes because there was two of them. up, bitches. Hold on. <laughs> I am in the room. <laughs> I'm going to cut your damn down. This oh. is 175 an hour. ain't going to work. Oh, and you're with the therapist and you're trying to make sure you're giving enough attention to your wife, but the therapist is really hot. You want to get home. It's like, I saw the way you were looking at our therapist. <laughs> right. I saw the way you were looking at her. Right. I saw her. <laughs> she, Don't talk to me. I, was right. like, I thought we were trying to fix our marriage. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the marriage stuff. <laughs> right. And then now you're sitting there and you're in the therapy office and you're trying to talk about your parents or some relationship or something like that and she's got the cleavage shirt on and you're just going. <laughs> fuck my parents. Tell That's me about my mo- your mother. Yeah, mommy. I mean, my mom. <laughs> my mom did that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely a recipe for disaster. I don't trust. I don't like therapists. I don't know at all. I think it's ah, it's good to talk to somebody. I get it. I don't trust chiropractors. That's what I was thinking about. I don't trust them. You don't? <sighs> they don't got real names, man. It's not a doctor. The chiropractor I went to when I got a car accident didn't do much of shit for me. I got more from physical therapy than a chiropractor. Because he he's a not a doctor. He was telling me, yeah, go over there and do the shit I told you. Wait, did he have a last name? Because every chiropractor I'm at is like, I'm Dr. Keith. <laughs> no, it, it was, it, he had a last name. I don't remember. Was, was he wearing remember. CrossFit shoes? I could point him out when I see him, though. He was one, he was one of the Indian guys, and I was like, yeah. Walking like this. He showed me one ex- He showed me a few exercises and never did anything else again. He's like, yeah, do the shit that I told you. And I, I'm in the corner like, like this. He's like, yep, that's it. 
Yeah, run, run the like, build from him again. He pops your back. My friend does that if I haven't seen him for a while. Back. I never got none of that shit. You got, he got the machine. He got the Cairo teased, bro. He got the Cairo teased. Yeah, he does. He does a little and, and pressure points. And then I get up. He's like, right, that's it. To see the see the person. I'm like, nigga, I want some of the the squeeze you. I want all that pop shit. I be seeing on TV. I ain't get none of that. Well, you go to a doctor and they're like, here, these are some pills that'll fix your problem. Chiropractor's like, I'll see you next week because you're gonna be worse. Right. Because you got a problem. It's like I, I'm trying to take like a 90 year old Cadillac to get fixed. Physical therapy is way better. So physical therapy, shit. those are real doctors. Yeah. Well, not really. They go to real. They go to physical therapy school and chiropractor school is like they got crystals and. I feel like they did this shit online because there's no fucking way. Yeah, Reiki like, healers. I think my stuff. insurance is paying for his insurance is paying for. This is bullshit. Nine weeks of nothing. Hi, I'm Three Keith, your chiropractor. I'm an Aquarius and lay in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What the fuck? Man? Are you doing a pole punch in my back?" Like, this shit was stupid. No, was the chiropractor was like, you know what your problem is? I haven't fucked you and your girlfriend yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll straighten you right up, sir. That's the thing right here. You know what's really going to help your back is my penis. Right. This is going to make me punch in your fucking face, doc. Come yeah. on, come on. Beverly told us. What was her name? Bugatti told us about it. Billy. <laughs> hell no. Um, she had a car name. Hell, exactly. Um... So there was eleven, approximately eleven thousand runners at this uh, year's Mexico City Marathon, and they have been disqualified after being found to have cut the course at some point during the race. The disqualified runners represent more than one third of the thirty thousand people that ran in that race. So thirty thousand people that ran, and eleven thousand of them cheat the course. They took an Uber ride. So they, they crossed a over a border. They ride a bike. They just they was in the marathon. They ain't leave the they ain't leave Mexico. They just try to cheat. No, I meant they right. don't got respect for borders. Is right. what I'm saying. Yeah, they fuck. They, they fuck all that shit. Rules. <laughs> they said, "Hey," and that's well over half. Is that over half? One of them? third of them. One third of them. Give them a trophy. So they do was like, Hernandez. Where's Hernandez? What the fuck? And they just pop up near one mile away from the from the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just line. That's I because mean, they were trying to get there early for the cookout. That's what that was. <laughs> it was Coronas. Yeah, because have, have you ever been to like a pure Mexican cookout? No. The food is they will, they'll have a, enough for the people they invited, but that's not who's coming. Of course. Mexican cookout, there's always an extra twenty or thirty people that right. come. So if you're not there in the first hour, you are shit out of luck. Starving. So that's what I'm thinking happened. I'm thinking these were the people who knew that they were going to get some food out. after. It's cheated. And they didn't want to be too late. Yeah, eleven thousand people is a lot of people to say fuck this. That must cheat this shit. <laughs> oh, good job! You ran fast. Right. I don't like that. I don't like marathon people. I like I, they're good people for a cause or whatever. But if you cheat for a cause, like you said, ain't ain't no boundaries, baby. What, what, what's they call us? Fresh water? <laughs> <laughs> Untapped limes? Like, I still like Topo Chico. I like that. Right. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Man, it's hot. Mexico's hot. That's this funny. That's different. funny. So I mean, I might cheat for that motherfucker. I'm not gonna be out here this real green cartel might snatch my ass up. All that shit, motherfucker. I'm about to do this whole shit. They out here scouting and shit. And someone's like, you cheated yep, in the yep, marathon. Yep, I'm like, yep. oh, I'm sorry. Right? Did I cheat? Did I cheat at your walking for a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but I'll also, cheat at the Super Bowl. I'll care about that cheat. No one's betting on a marathon. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Unless and if they are, unless, get a job. Unless you're in Boston. Boston, 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 man. That's a different. That's a different kind of bet. That's a different bet. That was a bet against eternity. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's betting that shit gonna go off. Right about now. 
You know, <laughs> Donkeltaurus <laughs> Rex, what was his name? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely betting that shit's gonna work. He's like, yeah, that's enough people in this area. Now that's the one you want to cheat on. Like he was in the Uber. He's like, really? What happened? Right. <laughs> if you're in the Boston Marathon, I'm definitely cheating that uh, motherfucker. <laughs> Where was the spot that happened at? Yeah, I'm gonna take an Uber around that. That's right. I'm, I'm running marathons in Mexico from now on. This is ridiculous. Speaking of Mexico, um, recently, like America, they decided to go in front of their Congress and show a UFO, whatever, alien corpse that over a thousand years old. Two of them. They just, cams, just casually pulled out their coffins with the glass cases and just, you know, started teasing. Hey, Poppy, look at this. Okay? We got we got these dead guys. They silverish. They they all, they all real old. Look, but look, look. And they put them up. And now, you know, I think it's I think it's a distraction. I think we America and Mexico got some shit going on. It's fun to say, all right, we could, it's the same talk about aliens now because we got to do some other real shit behind the scenes and we need to keep America and, and young folks. I mean, that's distracted. just them letting us know that they're ready to make some good horror movies. Like, they just, they're proud of their prosthetics. That's what you think they it finally is? finally caught up. They caught up to America. Either that's an alien or they just went and got, like, an aboriginal from Australia that's, like, and they were just like, it's an alien. <laughs> Look at those cheekbones. It's an, alien, it's an alien. Look at it. And we're like, no, you're an alien. Right. Right. I just find it funny that all of a sudden we've been talking about it forever and they keep denying now. It's like, how long is it? Fuck it. Go ahead. Yeah, we have aliens. How long have they had it? They said how long they, they had it. They said it's a thousand years old. They've had it for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And just hit it. And this is passing down from, from administration to administration. Carbon dating. Administration. No, I'm just saying this passing down like, hey. Don't tell them about By the it. By the way, <laughs> a foul of fucking shit over here and the aliens. That's a rainy day fun right there. Like, we're waiting. We're going to hold on to the oh, aliens. Right. <laughs> Don't tell them yet. They say they look like concrete. They did. They, they look like old concrete. as shit. They look, they look like, like fucking monuments. They look old as shit. 2,000 years old. Is that the one? It looked like it had something in its chest. It, it looked real small and, it, you know, a little bit heads. And look, they did like little stone monuments. Like isn't that, that, isn't that just a peach that they look exactly like we thought they'd look? Right. Like the movies. Billions and billions of planets and stars. We're like, no, little green fuckers, we were right. We were right. That's exactly how we thought it was going to look. That's exactly how we thought it was going to look. They was going to look. It's just Alf. Right. They just brought out Alf. It was him. That's we my were, guy. I love Alf. Right. We thought show. he was a puppet. No, that was my show. That's so funny. And, I don't... and, and, it, and because of it, they bring Netflix is bringing out a, a, a thing called Encounters, where tons of millions of people talking about, you know, their abductions or they're they're yeah seeing that type of shit they're like we're about to go to war with russia but for real though these aliens yeah mexico said it's real aliens yeah right 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 aliens by like what the fuck see that's why i'm gonna take y'all over y'all be out here bullshit first thing you're gonna do before you take us to a leader we just want to say those other motherfuckers aren't us that's funny if you just outed them into revealing themselves. They're like, no, 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 no. We were going to wait, but y'all keep pulling up bullshit. We just came here early to say, them motherfuckers ain't us. Right. <laughs> now we got to blow y'all up off a of GP. Right. <laughs> they're there just to show us how big their dicks actually right. are. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> we roll deep. Right. We roll deep out here. And we get to make the iPhone so much better than this shit. <laughs> the new 15 this is actually an ad plug away iphone 15 go out tomorrow stand in a line because you're a tool just got the damn pro y'all better not slow my shit down for this fucking 15 i, I got this one. i'm still paying for right. this one and it looks like a lost tool for, for that shit 
Y'all already got a class action lawsuit. You better cut that shit out. Of course it does. That shit updated without me. I was saying that in college, night. and people thought I was insane. I was like, they're killing our iPhones. They used to kill the batteries. Yeah. Make the batteries not last on mm-hmm. I, I've been denying it, denying it, denying it, and this shit, I'll pop it this morning. It just said, it, the new update. I said, motherfucker, I denied it for the last two weeks. There's a and name now they're saying they just make you, they make it do on a They call it planned obsolescence. And it's like great. since like the 50s, they've been doing this. They're like, we're not making cars out of metal anymore. Like a light bulb's supposed to last 100 years. And they plan it and go, they're like, no one's going to buy this stuff anymore. So they plan for it to break in the early stages. And it's happened with blenders. It's happened. Look at a look at a video of, like, a commercial for a fridge in, like, 1950. It's iron. There's, like, sections for your wine bottles. There's a spice rack in there for some reason. Right. And, and it looks amazing. <coughs> it looks as good, if not better, than fridges that we have now. And we're like, why is my, why do I have a Keurig? All right. Why am I putting little cups into these things? Right, it doesn't right, make right. sense. And it's obsolescence. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to want it. We're supposed to, I want the next one. Yeah. The next one takes a selfie. Because yeah. I can't make some shit that lasts forever. And so now we got, guess what? New hotness. We got the new aliens. That's it. There's a new, this is a 2015 alien. You haven't seen the 20. 20- right. <laughs> it's old shit. You, you have way more advanced. Than new this. alien footage. This one's an inch bigger. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, they let us know that shit. I'm calling BS on that. I don't know. The, when the CIA starts giving us files, I get skeptical. When he stopped volunteering shit? Yeah, we were supposed to find it, like Jason Bourne. <laughs> I love Jason Bourne. That's my shit, too. On National Treasure, you can find it like that. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, wow. Or, like or, 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 your wife's so hot. <laughs> It's my best Nicolas Cage. I like Nicolas Cage, but everything you know now is from independence. Um... It's this company called Portal, and they're a European company. They're aiming to connect people across the globe with real-time digital portals that allow passersby, passerbys to interact in real-time in other countries. So it's going to be a bunch of monuments, digital monuments or whatever, big circle, little, like literal portals like you see in movies. And you're going to be able to see, you're going to be in New York and be able to look in Australia as someone else looking through a portal on their side digitally. And wave again. Hey, good day, mate. From over there, wherever it is. That's gonna be. I can't wait for portal beef. That's what it's gonna be. Portal beef. <laughs> it's gonna be mad portal beef, man. Exactly. Someone's like, her Brazil was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all there. Yeah, I don't care what you talk about, Brazil. <laughs> That's gonna start a war. What if portal starts a war? That could. That'd but be I, great. I'm not gonna waste my portal in Brazil. Then I want to see one of your titties. Oh, put one in Amsterdam. Titties. Yeah, put one in Amsterdam. Right. Let me and see that. Pass, 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 shit. pass it through the portal. Want some of that? Make <laughs> that shit good. Pass it. Can't see through the phone. Right. <laughs> but it might be. It might be. You know. That'd be funny, man. You got portal catfish. Oh, that'd be crazy. Like, no, I'm real. Look, go to the portal. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, somebody gonna pull a dick out. Look, I bitch. was just there. I was just at the portal. I missed you. Right. That's yeah. funny. I, I saw that. I saw that online. Yeah. It was like, they made, one was low and the other was high. Right. That was weird because there was like a little kid looking down on a grown man. And I didn't like that. I thought yeah, it was like aggressive. that. It was condescending. They're like, we're going to put our portal up a little bit and show these guys what's what. I'm going to be like, yo, put, my, put your mom on the phone. Put your mom on the portal. <laughs> I ain't paying my phone bill this month. Can I reduce my child support? Try. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, just go in the portal, go and talk to her, man. Tell her you love her. That's fine. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> my Wi-Fi ain't working. 
bachelor parties, like we're turning all our phones off, but we'll, we'll be at the portal at <laughs> right. We'll party at the portal. <laughs> we'll be at the portal at two thirty-five, so you can see we're not drunk. Somebody gonna try to. Can I get you know, one of them guys coming? Can I get a gateway to hell? Can I? Can we talk to somebody from the other side? Someone's gonna hack the portal, and yeah. they're gonna be like, "France blew up." <laughs> what happened to France? <laughs> just puts like a nuclear wasteland there, that just to mess with people. I would do that. I would definitely fucking fucking prank prank the shit out of somebody. Yes. Yeah. Portal pranks would be great. Just be I just want to watch just Japanese people just gaiaka, gaiaka. <laughs> lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. What, you put King Kong in the background? Gaiaka, gaiaka, gaiaka. I don't know, because you, if you watch Japanese prank shows, like they lose their they shit. They have the best prank shows. And it's mean pranks. It's, it's the like best. the floorboard is falling out of elevators. I was just about to say that one. That shit is fucking hilarious. So, okay, did you hear about uh, the scratch-off dude? Mm-mm. Oh, this is, this is messed up. They had this game show. This guy submitted for a game show, and they kidnapped him. And they put him alone in an apartment. And the only thing in the apartment, he was naked. And the only thing in the apartment was a stack of magazines. And the only way he could get out is if he won a million through these, like, scratching things on these magazines. Mm-hmm. Like, these, like, mail-in order game show type things. Right. He was in there for a year. Scratching. And everyone was watching him. It was like the Truman Show. Everyone was watching him. And then after he won, so many people were watching him. Millions, like 35 million people watching him. They put him in another apartment. And then finally, like, he was started. He was so good at it now, he got in like a week at that time. And then all the well walls fell down, and he was in the middle of a studio. And this guy's brain was gone. I do have like hair, long hair down to here. And he's just sitting there just freaking out because he hadn't seen people in a year and two weeks. Wow. And they were just like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. What a loser. Right. It was crazy. They got no respect. Virtually no respect. Yeah. And part of me respects that. Part of you respect. I saw... Um, it's like a Black Mirror episode, man. What's the... Uh, I think it was a Japanese game show, and they do karaoke. But you're doing a karaoke on the camera, and the girl's behind you doing uh, jerking you off. Yeah. And watching them try to finish the song. <laughs> Before they finish. Nobody gets to the verse, ah. damn near. I mean, get to the damn chorus. They'd be like... Uh, uh, biggie, 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 kid, oh, see, sometimes, oh. That's great. And then she's just laughing and smiling, watch this. And, like, and he's really trying to concentrate, oh, oh. And the shit is, they betting how long he can go. That shit is like, they have the most creative shit, like. And I will always love you. I'm going to show you jerk you off. I believe anything. If someone told me there's a jab, he's like, welcome to Punch the Cat. They, yeah, they, they get away with everything. They get away with everything out there. Hitting animals, man. They're yeah. weird out there. Stay crazy. I can't wait to see your portal, Japan. Right. I'm excited about oh, it. I am definitely excited about your shit. Got underwear and vending machines over there. I'm definitely excited about your shit. That's just going to crazy. I don't know why that's the fact I brought up about them, but. Underwear? Underwear machines? Yeah, it's like a vending machine just for creepy dudes. That just happen to be walking outside with no underwear? No, no, they're just like, I like, I like that pair. And they're like game-used jerseys. <laughs> you know, like them girls signed them or something. Oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they got a, uh, you know, rapper Bootsy, right? Hmm? You know Bootsy. Mm-hmm. All right. So he, you know, he talks about Usher, who's been doing his re- re- uh, residency at Las Vegas, right? He, thinking it might end in December now because he just extended it. He's saying that Usher's outside intentionally now at this point after Kiki. Looks like he's trying to break up relationships. And he said if he brought his girlfriend there, his girlfriend better not fucking try to get with Usher or he's going to be, he's going to say, I'll kick Usher in the dick and tell him to get the fuck back. 
that's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not. I. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, Usher's trying to break up relationships. No, he's just Usher. He does have a song called "Boyfriend" with Kiki Palmer on the cover, trolling the fuck. See, that's just kind of funny. I, I respect Lucy. I like all that, but don't send your girl out there to see <laughs> Usher. That's what Usher's gonna do. It's like, oh man, I sent my girl to go hang out with the linemen of the Packers, and she Isn't didn't. It ironic that a rapper who talks about fucking your girl, right? Upset that his girl probably will get snatched. Well, practice what you preach, <laughs> man. I don't know. He's like, look, I've been around Usher. Usher, motherfucker, is a smooth motherfucker. Ain't from Atlanta. He got all them, all them down south moves. You losing your girl that night? Yeah, or mm-hmm. just take her somewhere, put a hajib on her, and just walk her around. He's from where? He is from Chattanooga, yes, absolutely. He is from Chattanooga. My homeboy put me onto that, but, you know, he claims it. And don't put that out. Don't put it out into the world. Have a nice side conversation with your girl and go, please don't fuck Usher. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people's had those conversations and shit happens. But when you bring Twitter into it now, she's like, there's that other side. Like, oh, I told me not to, but I'm going to. Right. And there's a difference between Boosie money and Usher money. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a difference, and, and it's a difference it's that women are going to recognize. Three million. Oh, that's what I'm saying. There's a difference between you've been hot for ten years and you've been hot since I was ten. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. You bring Usher to you. You bring your lady to Usher show. It's just it's definitely gonna go down. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it, buddy. Oh, this is a this is and this this is actually my last one because I saw you doing what you're doing. I was like, let me bring this up. A new scientific study in Turkey suggests that vaping may decrease sperm count and shrink your testicles. The test itself was conduced was conducted using three groups of rats which were exposed to cigarette smoke, e-vapors, and control group respectfully. Regular cigarettes were found to be even worse than for men's sperm count and genital functions. <laughs> I think we're all right. <laughs> I, I, part of me is like good good because I vape a little bit and I'm like I don't even want a house plant you know what I mean so you don't want kids I don't want kids I maybe later but then I'll just I'll get a you know I'll get a certified pre-owned kid certified pre-owned kid yeah I'll adopt I'll get one okay. pre-owned kid that's good off the lot gotcha off the lot let me get the one with no trauma, please. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still I'm 30 years old right now. Until I'm 37, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat my cum like it's poison. <laughs> I, I, I just throw it in the stuff, throw that away. I you know pull out all that stuff. I'm uh, uh I don't care. And what of what dudes like? Yeah, I got huge nuts. And you're like cool, bro. Thank good. Thanks for telling me. That's not the showpiece. That is not the showpiece, but not, you know. If you said it shrinks your dick, I would have thrown this across the room right now. No. But shrink your balls, I'm like, all right, man, I'll just take and steroids, and then I'll have an excuse. Like <laughs> a stronger sperm cap? No, I just start taking steroids, too, because that shrinks your nuts as well. Right. And then I'll be like, it was the roids, it was baby. The roids, it wasn't man. this. Mad strong as Because I just don't like smoking cigarettes anymore, and this is a nice comfort. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right, um... So, in the end our show, give us your social media stuff, and give us all your shows you got coming up. You can find me on Instagram at Nathan Lowe, and then an underscore behind that, just at Nathan Lowe, L-O-E. There's no W's in my name, not like Rob Lowe, not I'm like Lowe's the Hardware Store, Nathan Lowe, L-O-E. I'm doing shows here in Georgia. I will post all shows that I do on my Instagram page. 
I think I'm headlining a show in Athens sometime in October. Okay. Uh, talking to my buddy Owen about that. I am going to be filming that one, which is great. So come out and support that because I'm going to use that tape to do Chattanooga and to do Nashville and to do this and that and have people call. Uh, I'll probably do 20, 25. Might do 30 for feeling saucy. If it's a good audience and stuff is going well, I'll do 30. We'll talk about your parents. It'll be a good time. So that's where I'm at. Okay. All right. You gave away your, you say you, you gave away your social media, right? Social media, Nathan Lowe, Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. Sorry, guys. Oh man, you missing out on nothing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. TikTok. <laughs> nothing. I promise. I dance when I'm alone. It ain't was not dancing at this point. That shit is way far from dancing. Well, what was the problem with that is like what freaked me out about it is when it came out, and it came out. I was probably like, damn, it's been out for a while then now, huh? I was probably like a year in, right. two years in. And there was a dude. There was a dude in San Francisco. He's a good dude. And I'm not going to say his name. But he had a bit that was just... And he was a young comic. He was about the same level I was at. We were starting around the same time. And he had a bit. And it went viral. Like, it went crazy viral. Because he was, like, right. speaking Chinese or something like that. Mm. And that triggered... I think I mentioned that earlier. Just whatever triggers the algorithm. Especially at the beginning. Right. And he got millions of views on that. And then he just started booking. And he had nothing after that no material right. so he was getting booked for these big rooms and then he couldn't deliver and it just ruined them that's fine and it was and so i just got so gun shy about that now i think i'd be fine i think like if i could have maybe like a girl that i know that could just have it on her phone and repost everything for me so i don't ever have to look at it and it would only help me that's great tiktok's fickle tiktok's a fickle bitch it's, it's it, it some shit they'll let go some shit they don't. You just never know. You're like, I just put some shit up like, eh, let's see how it lasts. And sometimes they take it down the mini. Sometimes the last couple of things they let go. So it, it definitely, I, my stuff don't go viral on it. So it's because you have all that blackface material. That's it. I've, I've, I'll try better not to do blackface <laughs> material. Anymore. Wait, was that the Facebook? Was that definitely the one with the? Yeah, it didn't went viral. But I'm saying on TikTok. That's what he's saying. His one on TikTok. Assassinating your baby mama. Was that one? The, the, the bit went that, viral no my, that was a skit that I did with a, another comedian about uh, maybe my uh, girlfriend coming home early and I was cheating and I, I hit her in the, in the bathroom <laughs> and people couldn't tell if it was real or not to this day on my way here motherfuckers are like uh that's fake as fuck and I, and I put a caption with me, I mean with you the emoji like, rolling my eyes like what what I say I'm like y'all motherfuckers really don't read captions do you uh, you should have put one of those did you put a sound effect or whoosh. No. They, really don't. they don't read the caption at all. They are really pouring their lives in these comments. And I'm laughing every day now. I'm just laughing. I'm up to like 600 new followers just because of the fucking video. Uh, video is probably like 370,000 views now. And every, it, 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 don't do that. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I had one went viral. Yeah, that shit. Like 10 million views. Somebody reported it for violence. Why? What'd you do? Who'd you nothing. stop? It was nothing violent in the video. Oh, that's, that's weird because if they report it, then they just cut it anyway, huh? Just because it was reported. Right. That's yeah. rude. That's yeah. so I rude. I had reported to it as bullying. I was like, there's no, it's, no, it's just women in there exercising. It ain't fucking bullying. Like, they just, the shit they, it's like See, four categories. That would annoy me. Bro. That's the reason I don't, I, yeah. I would just, ugh, that would take that's, up that's my, the my mental. That's the social media. I don't like it. It does. It I should. 14, I had 10,000 and, and you shouldn't allow TikTok to piss you off. That was like, TikTok. It was Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm not on TikTok. All right. I feel I've yeah. been out TikTok. I've been yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, mm, if I could have, if I could just push it onto somebody else, 
Man. A girl I'm dating or something like that and just have her. It's, it's so fickle. That motherfucker, it literally says, let's tell, let's tell, it'll say, in the first couple of seconds, we're testing up audio to see if it's uh, like a, 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 inappropriate. And then if it's okay, then they'll let the shit go. But if not, the, the smallest shit, they'll be like, nope, that's it. And they'll have it up, they'll fuck with you, have it up there for like a day, no sound, and then they start glitching, and now the motherfucker just glitching like. Because I had one with um, talking about a sex class, and that shit was going on its way to go viral. I was probably at 11,000 views. No, no, no. At 11,000 shares and comments it was already at maybe at 50 view 50,000 views and they cut they took it off to, that's the one they said it was sexually sexual harassment mm. and my daughter said i asked my daughter i was probably my fourth video she's like dad's because the words you were used you can't use dick on honestly excuse me you can't use that on social media because kids watch i'm like you're like this? there's so many other bits like i'm watching comedians who say worse yeah and she's like no is it i'm like i hate this shit that's weird. I'm I'm just now, so it's like I I purposely didn't. I didn't post any of my stuff for the first like four years because I'm like I wanted to make sure, like I saw that happen to my friends. I'm like I want this to be done, and I wanted to be ready. And I want them all to be very good. So when I do have stuff flowing, like I have a 30 minute special that I shot in Los Angeles that I want to chop up and post out. Absolutely. And I have like big sets that I want to do and chop up and post Absolutely. out. And I'm now having to deal. With, I'm putting out reels now. For the yep. first time, and I'm That's like, I have it. the the Small bank stitches. of stuff. Yep. So like, yeah, if you come out, you, you come, come out, out to out. Athens yep. in October. Maybe yep. you'll hear your crazy laugh in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. You gotta put the reels out because you putting the whole shit out there. It's not. First of all, people's attention spanning like that. All right, so they just not gonna put the whole shit. A lot of times I push shit that I don't mind being up there, and I and I probably has it has a shelf life. I gotta put on my my little Beyonce bit. Beyonce's shit is gonna be over a little bit. I, I, it has a shelf life. I can't when use it. Beyonce's gonna be over a little bit. I'm talking about the concert. It was about a, the concert recently. Because the ticket thing. Right. Yeah. So I did that bit, and I'm like, ah, I don't care. I, eventually, the tour's gonna be over. So I, it's not like that. That has a shelf life of long legs to it. Unless when it comes back around, what you normally do around tax time again, then I can pull the shit right back out. I, I, like crowd work, that's evergreen. Right. It's like you can always throw that. You can always throw those out there. Right. Absolutely. So you just you just pick and choose what you want to throw out there. But again, um, Instagram and Facebook's probably been my, my my best so far. YouTube, I'm still trying to learn. They, they have their moments too, and and TikTok. So that those two motherfuckers algorithm does fuck with my head right now. Mm. But, Don't let it fuck with your head, man. Yeah, it just it just just call me, man. We'll hang out. We can talk about it. Or we can talk about it. You should yeah. be my therapist. She fucks everybody. She fucks everybody. <laughs> Miss Bentley. Miss Bentley. I'm trying to get you on my TikTok, baby. Bentley. Do you miss me? Right. I like that. I like that lady. I'm going to be thinking about Miss Bentley. Do I, wait, you got a picture of her? I'm going to show it to you later. Show it to me later. Um, all right, y'all. So, we had a fun time. Uh, Mr. Nathan Lowe, thank you for coming through. We will be again here next Wednesday, 8 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, you know all my social media stuff right now. If you don't know, you bought on some bullshit, too, as well. But I am on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Sharezo.com where I have sets on there that you can pay for all that good stuff. Um, but if you have not watched today's show, you can watch it again and again and listen to it over and over again on YouTube. Instagram, Misfits of Comedy. Facebook, Misfits of Comedy. You have Roku TV, Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, everything major we're on. There's absolutely no reason for you to say you missed it. You can't hear it. You can't see it. Watch it while you, you know, doing the dishes. Putting the baby to sleep while you're in your car, all that good shit. 
All I right. do all kinds of stuff. I'm in Atlanta now. Book me. I do bat mitzvahs. I do quinceaneros. Yeah. I'll do your house party. I'll do yeah. a real venue. Text me. Send I me a Snapchat. I'm coming home from prison parties. I do reveals. You know, it's all that shit. Trying to get your baby mama back. I do all that shit. I'll let me. All right? So we see y'all next week. Same time, same channel. Peace. <laughs>